What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to What Girl and uh, her mother-in-law. Happy fucking Monday. <laughs> it's, I'm glad that's your part. <laughs> your job. Wouldn't well, even know. Jerry and I started using our uh, whiteboard calendar behind us again. So now I can look behind and <laughs> actually see the date instead of having to open my phone, which is very convenient. <laughs> very nice. Yes. Anyways, um, happy Monday, everyone. Hope you had a great weekend. Geraldine, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful for two-part. Dr. McCormick. It's a two-parter? It's a two-parter. You get a bonus today, guys. Dr. McCormick and my spinal cord. Oh, I should also say Dr. Sharma and my spinal cord stimulator. Because doing these college tours with Aaliyah, I realized if it was last year, Oof. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Oh. Would not have, because, girl, they make you walk. Right. And when I was walking with my cane, you know, like, there was no way I would have been able to do any of this. And I was just, I got into it over the weekend, because we went to Washington, D.C., and um, I, I got a little emotional just thinking about, like, what if this was last year? Like, I'm so grateful that it's this year, because last year, my daughter would have been doing this with somebody else other than me, because I, there's no way physically I would have been able to do, mm-hmm. like, keep up with them. I mean, these little kids are just, like, basically running through the campus, and like, right. I'm barely, I mean, we're falling behind, and I'm walking as fast as I can, and I'm thinking, wow, if I was walking with my cane, and, you know, I'm having a hard time keeping up now, and mm-hmm. it's just like, Wow. I'm extremely grateful for where I am today versus where I was a year ago. Yeah, it makes you grateful. grateful. It's like, oh, my God, I feel like I haven't made progress. But then it's like, oh, my God, if I think back, there's no way I could even do this. Oh, no. You know what I mean? It's like when you get in your head and you're like, wait, I could not even do this. Absolutely. And it's every now and then when that happens, that pain that I used to every single day, 24 hours a day, when I get that it humbles, humbles me you. real quick. <laughs> it's like yeah. I have no right to complain because I am, for the most part, in so much better physical condition. It could I mean, be I a feel lot like I, worse. When we got home, I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck. Not gonna well, lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that day of uh, Washington D.C. I mean, I I was like Aaliyah. I need Advil now, and I was just popping Advil, and I woke up, thank God, feeling okay. And I'm like, thank you, body. Thank you, stimulator. You cooperated. You yeah. let me get through this day, and yeah. that's it. I mean, definitely grateful because I, I do. That. I think back, and I'm like, but I did. As silly as it seems, I got a little emotional. I'm like, Aww. you know, we are walking up the stairs to go to the Lincoln Mon- Lincoln Monument, and I'm like, there is no way in hell I would have been able to do that oh, last year. I love that. And it's like. I got a little emotional. I yeah. went up there and I was like, thanks, Abe. Not that he had anything to do with it. But I was like, this is, um, yeah, it was definitely humble. It was a humbling Aww. experience because I just realized how far I've come. Yeah. So it, it makes you just appreciate. Like I, I am. That. Yeah, it was great. It was I great. I that. And what so about you, wait, Alyssa? Fill us in on your weekend. But no, can we talk about your grateful okay. so we don't forget about okay. you this time? <laughs> and then can you fill us in? Because I want to hear about it. Okay. Okay. Um, what am I grateful for? You know what, guys? When you write down three things every single day for the whole entire year, you run out of things to be grateful for. Because I'd be putting things down like my water bottle, <laughs> the toilet. <laughs> I'm grateful for butt wipes. Oh. That's going to be my grateful today. Okay. 
I wouldn't be able to live without my butt wipes. And we've upgraded to con con Cottonelle. Cottonelle. Never know how to pronounce that brand. I don't know why. Um, and it's just life changing. It's life changing. But you know what? We got a house now. So I don't. Wait, I mean, might have to go back Wait. to Great Value. <laughs> Wait, what? Can you repeat? I'm, I'm just saying, guys. Um, do you like how she just snuck that in? <laughs> oh, we got a house now. <laughs> nice yeah, one. Yeah, I left you guys hanging last time because I wanted my vlog to go up, which hopefully by now it's up. <laughs> um, yeah, our offer got accepted. We literally signed contract yesterday, waiting on the seller to sign contract. Once the seller signs, they can't accept any other offer. It is ours until closing date. <sighs> which is so, so crazy exciting were you um, nervous signing yesterday yeah it, it's like a realization it's a realization i think the most nerve-wracking thing which we were asking questions and she would run us through things again but the attorney will just be like okay and then this and this and this and i'm like this is a lot to take in at once so at the end she's like any questions i'm like i'm just trying to soak in everything you just said and she's like i know it's a lot but if you have any questions or anything just call me you know so she made us feel comfortable, but it's just a, it's just a lot of new information. And like, if this happens, and the buyer can do this, and the seller can do this, and if this happens, and this happens, I'm like, oh my god, this is so much. Can we cross that bridge when we get there? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna remember anything that you're saying. Yeah, it's a nerve wracking adulting, right? Yeah, it's so yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. But luckily, I do feel good. Like, obviously, we have a professional attorney, so I'm like, she's looking everything over. We're not going to get screwed over. Mm -hmm. You know, if I miss a little something or Zane misses a little something, it's not going to be, like, life-altering. Right. You know, that's, like, that's why we have the attorney. So, like, that comforts me. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, our real estate agent is making it really easy, too. Like I said, she's like, lets us ask her questions, and she answers everything, and it's very nice. Um. We found out that our taxes are actually a little bit lower than we were expecting, which is nice. That's very nice. Yeah, so that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, everything so far so good. We signed the papers. That's really all I've got to say Not on that. Yeah. Um, Move-in date. We're thinking, I'm hoping by like September mid, but probably realistically we're looking at like the end of September, beginning of October. Okay. Which is great because that time of year is so nostalgic for Zane and I. That's kind of when we like, you know. Really started, started dating. Yeah. Yep. So that time of year is like very nostalgic for us. It's our anniversary in October. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like, I'm good to move. You're not going to be like sweating when you're moving and stuff. We were just talking right before we started about how gross yesterday was and how equally gross today is. It's like literally walking outside, you walk into a sauna. sauna. So yep. imagine mm -hmm. having to move in this sauna. We would just go from my door to the truck and be dripping. For so. Real. Timing wise, it's yeah. perfect. Nice fall weather. I've got It'll time to get gorgeous. rid of shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I don't want to bring anything that we don't need. You know, like I want a clean slate. Wow. Yeah. So I think that time of year, yeah. It would just be awful right now. It is literally you walk outside and you're like sticky and like wet. It's gross. So gross. Yeah. It's like not so even gross. like Yeah, it's not enjoyable outside. So yeah, it, it's oh. working out. Yeah, hopefully, like, maybe the weather will be good for, like, the first, like, week that we move in, and we can, like, just jump in the pool just to celebrate. Even if it's cold, we should. Oh, yeah, you definitely <laughs> should. That's so sweet. I don't know why I keep saying I have a vision of, like, all of us when we're, like, whoever wants to help, of course. All of us when we're done, like, moving stuff, we all just jump in the pool with our clothes Fully on. Fully clothed. I don't know why. In. Why is that a vision of mine? I have no idea, Alyssa. It's like a movie scene. That's why. I guess. It's like out of a movie scene. You want to 
this is going to go off without a hitch. It's going to go great and wonderful. Yeah. And then everybody will jump in fully clothed. Okay? Yeah. Just make sure no phones, electronics, earbuds, yeah, <laughs> any of that shit's on us. Just jump in after that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that's a vision of mine. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Oh my God. I think now I'm going to start saving my big boxes that I get. I think that'd be smart. Because there's also stuff that you could start packing up now. Like, uh, you know, like... Don't say that to me. I will start packing. I haven't even thought of that concept. <laughs> well, like your Christmas stuff. You're not going to be here for Christmas. So all that stuff can be, like, packed and ready to go. Well, or... really, that's already in bins. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Summer clothes can start. Maybe some of them. Summer clothes? No, it's going to... No, I guess not. I still need no, to wear those. Shut up. <laughs> I like, I'm like one of those bitches that keeps all my clothes out, though. That's why I run out of space, because I don't put away my other wardrobe. Because I'm like, what if I need a sweater at night in the summer? Or what if I want to layer a tank top in the winter? <laughs> like, that's how my brain goes, so I don't want to put shit away. Yeah, I, listen, I have never done that either. I've never right? had enough clothes to. I mean, my summer wardrobe is my winter wardrobe. <laughs> oh, literally. Wait. <laughs> what happened T-shirts with and leggings. I mean, hello? Wait, well, what happened with your, your little cardigan that you wear? In the winter, she's like, this is fine. It's like a jacket. And then in the summer, um, she's like, I'm fucking sweating. I'm like, take that off. She's like, it's fine. It's so light. <laughs> I'm like, you little hypocrite. In the winter, it's thick enough to be a jacket. In the summer, it's nice and light. It is. <laughs> she's like, somehow it changes with the seasons. I don't know. It's something in the well, air. Like, the cotton gets thinner. Yeah, it does. Exactly. <laughs> and really it wasn't fun. even that I was hot. It's just that I don't want my back rolls to show. So it was like I was covering my back fat. It's just funny that you use an excuse I as, did. listen, it's thick, it's fine, I'm warm. And then you're like, oh, it's thin, I'm good. Uh, and you know what's terrible? Mm. I mean, listen, we all know that time like flies by, right? Mm. But I get my little memories that pop up on Facebook. And it was like one of Zayna Echo Stage. And I think it was like seven, eight years ago or some shit like yeah, that. that was a long time ago. I was wearing that fucking sweater. <laughs> and it's like, motherfucker. It haunts me. It's like in every fucking picture. <laughs> It's, like it's, a, it's a versatile sweater. It's a so, good sweater. <laughs> Keeps you warm in the winter oh, and, co- and cold, cold in the summer. <laughs> like, how do you buy something like that? That's like, you should keep uh, that for years. Yeah, I should. It's magical, it honestly. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> okay, tell us about your weekend. Uh, the Chronicles of the... Uh, Jerry Goes to College. Uh, Jerry thing? Goes to College tours uh okay so washington dc george washington university v it's called v george washington university was Aaliyah's top statistically her top interest in college and we went there and it was poopy diarrhea not gonna lie not poopy diarrhea I, all right listen poopy it's <laughs> people are like what the fuck <laughs> jerry says that all the time like if you're in a bad mood, it's like why are you poopy diarrhea. If you're in a sad mood, why are you poopy diarrhea? <laughs> Can I ask where that came from? I have no idea. It, you just started it. You um, are the originator. Uh, I guess. I, I, I you've said that ever since I met you. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. Why are you poopy diarrhea face? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but all right, so it's in Washington D.C. Foggy Bottom, I think, is the area. It's Foggy Bottom. Yeah. Sounds like bikini bottom. <laughs> it's it's okay. So mm, it's beautiful. I love the area. It's you know city ish. You know small city ish. Um, it's one of those. It's spread out all within twenty blocks. Oh, okay. Um, 
Why do they Which do is that? deceiving because when you Google it, it looks just like when we went to New Haven. Uh-huh. Um, they have like a center thing with sidewalks that each branched off to a different part of the campus. Right. And when you Google the university, that's the first one that pops up. It looks very similar to the, oh. this is the center and it branches off. Mm-mm, nothing at all you. like that. They absolutely did. I guess I know how it feels now that you clickbaited somebody with our title. <laughs> um, but um, the dorms, I w- there's no dining halls. So you're literally eating at meal trucks. Uh, what are they called? Food trucks. Oh, there's nowhere to sit? There is nowhere to sit. So oh. you have food trucks. You can use Grubhub. There's like restaurants local that will take your card, your meal card, but there's no actual dining hall in the entire 20-block campus, which is weird. Um, okay. You're allowed to do one laundry load of laundry a week. The laundry is in this old basement-looking Ooh. thing. It was very, like, and it was much more expensive. And you thought it would so, be, like, newer, like, less outdated yeah. Now they for seniors, seniors get like apartment living where they have a whole suite, they have a kitchen, they have a laundry room, on, like everything in their room. Oh, that's nice. But like the beginning people, yeah. I mean, you're starting literally. I mean, the the dorm was cute. It was a they took us to the oldest building, the oldest dorms, and it was like painted shut windows that were, you know, cuz it was that old of a building. And um I don't know. I, I just didn't catch a vibe with it at okay. all. And then Aaliyah walked out and told me the same thing. And she was just really sad. And I'm like, what's the matter? She goes, I kind of wish I didn't see New Haven. And I'm like, why? She goes, because I feel like I'm judging everything off of that. And I'm like, but isn't that the point? That is the point. Isn't yeah. the point for you to feel most home, most comfortable? Yeah. And she said, yeah, but she feels like she's not giving everything else a fair chance. And then again, the thing over there which I think is the other thing that really sold us on New Haven, is in New Haven, more than half of the tour guides were all going for forensics and criminology, criminal justice, all sort of where Leah wants to be. Mm -hmm. Over here, most of the tour guides were like international affairs. You know, like stuff that didn't spike her interest at all. You know, and um, I just felt like... Yeah, and it was so disgustingly hot. Yeah. And then the girl tells us, tells us that, well, Washington, D.C. is built on a swamp or marshland or whatever she said. So she goes, when it gets hot here, it also smells. And it Ew. did. It smelled like poopy diarrhea face. <laughs> <laughs> it smelled nasty. Yeah. It was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's gorgeous. Yeah, the no, town D.C. Itself, is gorgeous. The town itself was gorgeous. Yeah. And it winded up working perfectly from where our um, hotel was. Like I literally, like it's, it was the college, two blocks away it was the hotel and two blocks away from that was like the National Mall and the Lincoln Monument and everything. So we were able to walk a ton That's and really nice. enjoy it. It was, like I said, hot and disgusting. Yeah. Jerry gets, cause it happened. I was wearing leggings and we get back to the hotel after walking a gajillion miles and it's hot, and I'm like, I'm going to go take a shower. And I'm like, my fucking legs are burning. And I took off my pants, my leggings, and I get, they call it golfer's rash or Disney rash. Like you used to get in New York City? Yeah. <gasps> so I had that all over my legs. Not nearly as bad as I in New York City. I thought that was from Well, and it's funny because ever says, you know, you can call it whatever you want, but I think it's that because we were, as we were walking home, I was walking over the grates. 
and ever says Jerry, I really think it's that's that, what, not yeah, that. You used to say it was. But um, either way, so whether it's the golfer's rash, whether it's a sensitivity to walking over the sewer grates, whatever yeah. it may be, um, subway, sewer, whatever they are. Yeah. Um, but I had that, and my legs were literally burning. Our hotel, one of the cheapest in the D.C. area, which is why I booked it. Plus, because it was in close proximity to, like, the school and where yeah. we wanted to, like, sightsee. Yeah. Was stunning. It had... Oh, good. See, at first I was annoyed because it was, like, $160. Oh, that's good. But then once you click the third person, it jumped up to, like, 200 So you just put in two. It's one bed. One bed for two, and then oh, they put in the two beds for three. Okay. So I'm like, all right, let me not be... Let me get... And then I got the... We walk in. You have the gift two cards. Beautiful. Did you use those? No. Oh, you're saving them. Yeah. Those are special? Okay. Two, two beautiful... Bedroom, two beautiful beds, and then the bathroom was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous bathroom. It had, like, a whole, like, makeup desk nice. and, like, a beautiful mirror. It was gorgeous. And then I was like, oh, what's over here? And he turns the corner. It had a whole kitchenette. Wow. It had a full-size refrigerator. It had like a microwave. It had coffee pot. It had like sink and dishes and plates and forks and knives and spoons. And a little table with a couple of chairs. Wow. It was beautiful. Oh, that's nice. So you were like, oh, okay. I was like, anytime I ever it. come here, I will do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we park in a garage for the school. And it's $23 a day. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah. Except their day starts at 2 o'clock in the morning. So if you leave it past 2 o'clock in the morning, you're going to get charged $23 again. And I'm like, all right, it's going to be 46 And then I'm like, but all the other parking in the area is like $50. Yeah. Let me just keep it there. Then we're talking to the hotel people, and we're like, hey, is there a way to get to here? You know, is there like buses or whatever? He said, well, didn't you say you have a car? I'm like, yeah, but it's not in and out. Yeah. And he goes, well, can I tell you a little secret? And I'm like, sure. He goes, in Washington, D.C., he goes... After Sunday, there's no parking rules. So it's free on the street parking. Like you, you know, you could park anywhere. I'm like, really? And he said, yeah. And he said, also, it goes in effect starting at 930 tonight. So originally we were like, all right, when we come home from getting food to eat for dinner, we'll take the car. Maybe we'll go get ice cream. And then we'll park right in front of the hotel. There was parking right there. Yeah. And then it was like, but it's not your car. And I'm like, Mm, you're absolutely right. So then we left it in the parking garage, just feeling like it's not my car because we took Zane's car. Uh-huh. He was gracious enough to let us borrow it. Uh-huh. But um, well, like you know, like somebody to hit it or something. In the yeah, street? hit oh, it, okay. steal it, scratch right. it, ding it, dent it. I'm like, I don't want the responsibility ever. You're 100 percent correct. So we leave it in the parking garage, and I go to pay, and it was twenty four dollars because weekend is twelve dollars a day oh, max. There you go. <laughs> so I'm like I was expecting to pay forty six, and I only paid twenty four because it was twelve and twelve. I guess the lady when I called and asked, she didn't realize I was coming on the weekend, so she was giving me a full day price Monday through Friday is twenty three dollars yeah. a day. Yes, where weekends is twelve dollars a day. Oh, so that's I'm like so Shit. satisfying. Yes, <laughs> I was like yes. Yeah. And when we were walking back to the garage, I'm like I can't believe forty six dollars and. And then I was like, Jerry, remember? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're right. And then I swiped the ticket. I'm like, hallelujah. Yes. That's awesome. And we hit a little traffic going there and a little traffic coming home. So it was uh, like five hours, 45 minutes each way-ish. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad maybe that she didn't love it because it's a far away trip. Even though we were like, listen, Amtrak, yeah. it's $62. It would take her two and a half hours to get to Penn Station. Right. 
And she's like, yeah, and then another hour and 15 minutes from Penn Station to home. <laughs> yeah. um, but she's really got to sit down because I think, and I've said this with the other college, I think that when they, when the tour guides have zero, they're not talking anything about what you're interested in. I think it's so hard to relate or picture yourself there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told her she really needs to, at the end of the day, what's going to educationally be best for her. Yeah. You know, like... It sounds like she probably wouldn't have liked it, regardless of seeing New Haven. Like it just—it just wasn't the vibe. It right. wasn't what she wanted. Everything right. was far away. That's not what she wants. There's no, there's no dorming hall. The laundry sucks. I can't even tell you. I mean, it's she expensive. Said, she kept saying, "She's like, ma. I mean, no dining halls. <laughs> yeah. Like, think and about like, the what first are you gonna one? do? You're gonna eat out breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Yeah. You know, like that's. First of all, not healthy breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Yeah, you know, at least like when we went to Hofstra, which I wasn't thrilled about. Hofstra's every um, dorm section had like a kitchenette, had a common area, and in the common area had two two ovens slash stoves. So you can go in there and make yourself breakfast uh-huh. and lunch or whatever, yeah. make sandwiches. Have you know? I follow this had nothing. A girl on TikTok that lives in a dorm. And she makes everything with a waffle maker in her dorm room. Wow. She cooks in it. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. Yeah. You can cook anything on there, really. It's like if you get, especially like a, a one that's flat and doesn't have the ridges, crack an egg. She cracks an egg in there, toast her toast. Wow. Yeah. She cooks in a waffle maker. It's really cool. I'm like, oh, I guess you have to get creative. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you you're in a dorm. Creative, yeah. So. But like you guys said, like the first one that you looked at um, in the city or Hofstra, like you guys, like she didn't like those either, but she looked at the one in the city before New Haven. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think that really judges her judgment that much. I think she would know if she liked college or not. Right. I think it's more of a disappointment that she didn't like this one. Because statistically it was the best for her. Right. Yeah. And the same thing, they offer like travel abroad, but it's... X amount of thousands of dollars additional. Like, so there's so many perks yeah. of New Haven. Yeah. And the fact that it's so close. Yeah. They have, um, they have uh, tours again in the fall that you can welcome your family to. So she wants you guys to totally, you know, go down there. Like, all of us go together yeah. so we could see and, you know, feel. Yeah. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But we do have more to go, and we're going to probably go to Boston, which is even further. But um, there's two in Boston. I mean, Northeastern is probably going to be her reach school. That's like a – it's not Ivy League, but it's Ivy League. You know, like it's almost up there with them. Um, That's going to be her really reach school. And and Boston University also she's been looking into. So we'll be able to do two colleges, you know. Okay, yeah. I love Boston. I told her that – I don't know campus-wise, but I said, I know the one time I went with Zane, and I know, like, when you just went, it was definitely a good vibe. It's homey vibes. Yeah. yeah. So she might be very comfortable in Boston as well. Then the great thing about Boston is if you buy tickets in advance, 
the flight is literally like less than an hour and you can get like a round trip for cheap. Yeah. If you wanted to like go there super quick for a weekend, like you can, you know? And then like the train also, if you get an advance cheap, you just chill on the train for a few hours and the drive is really not awful. Yeah. It could be if you go at the wrong time of day. though. I also told her too, like, I don't want her to like our local state university over here. I don't want her to shy away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said to her, well, you could always start here mm-hmm. and transfer to one. Like once you get the routine or you feel confident or a little bit better and then you want to go away, you can always yeah. go away. You can always do that. Yeah. You know, so just leaving all the options over open. I think yeah. she's going to. um Yeah. Just feel out a few more. Yeah. And see. To me, it sounds like so far New Haven. <sighs> Is Boston the last? What else? Pennsylvania, we go to next weekend. Okay. Not this weekend. Next weekend, we go to Temple, which Temple also is pretty high up on her list. I personally so. am not a huge fan of Pennsylvania. That's just me. Yeah. See, I love Philly. but um, Philly, yeah. But yeah. No, it's in, it's it's in, in Philly. Philly? Yeah, oh, it's in okay, Philly. okay, okay. It's in Philly. Okay. And um, it's also very city living, okay. but it's kind of... Um, it's very like, okay, it's this block, this block, this block. Like, we've been, we've driven past there. And uh, it was actually, we drove past there. I don't remember when. When we went to the, I don't know. I don't know. But we drove past there, and it literally said, like, welcome parents across. And, like, in, like, the neon light sign, and the neon signs, like, they had, like, a, I guess, like, a an open house. But it was just that. very, it was very vibey and like attached. She was like, "Look, Ma, I can go to Subway, and they have this, and they have Starbucks, and they." It was just that's v- nice. Very, even though it was cityish, it seemed like it was tighter. That like, seems tighter, promising. Not so, yeah. And okay. she was looking at Rutgers. Oh my god, What's that? Rutgers University in New Jersey. Rutgers has, first of all, sixty-eight thousand students. Holy shit. And over a 6,000-acre campus. Wow. I mean, when we went to Hofstra and we were like, it it was like 220 acres, you know? And it's like 6,000-acre campus. That's crazy. That's literally like all over New Jersey if you think about it. It's like... So I'm like, that would need, you would need a car, you would need to drive from building to building, kind right. of. And she's like, I don't even want to go. Because it was, yeah. that was like a, would have been like a, eh, might as well kind right. of check it out. Right. Not like a, that's where I want to be. But right. she already was like, don't waste her don't time checking. Worry. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the update, guys. Interesting. So, Alyssa bought a house and Jerry's <laughs> continuing her house hunt, uh, um, college hunting with Aaliyah. Well, we look we'll forward find to that hearing fit. about Pennsylvania. We'll find that fit, just like you and Zane found your fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was our fifth house that we looked at. That's amazing. And we started watching this show on Hulu, I believe it is. It's literally called First Time Buyers. And I don't know, we just, we like watching that shit now, especially because of buying a house. But it's literally 15-minute episodes and they take like people in different it's it's the whole show is like an ad it's funny they start the show and they're like i'm whoever from homeowner realtor whatever and then at the end they like throw in a plug too so it's like a big like ad and the acting is so cheesy oh. <laughs> they're like i really love this home but <laughs> like the way they talk anyways 15 minute episodes they go in different states and they take these people that are looking for a house they show them two two houses and then they pick one 
It's like literally so quick and easy, but I just like that now I understand like pre-approval and falling out and inspection. Like I actually understand all of the lingo and everything that has to go with it. So I like we both find it like way more interesting now. But it's a cute like quick show that we can watch before bed because I fall asleep really easily. (laughs) So it's like 15 minutes. We can watch an episode or two. You know, I love watching all those shows. Yeah. First of all, what what states offer for the price yes. for the prices and stuff like that. I yes. actually think I may know the show you were talking about. Yeah? I think. It's super Cuz I remember episodes. them being like quick episodes. Yeah. But wow. Yeah, they literally show them two places and then they pick one. But then it's like the episode we watched last night like they picked a house, but then it was like an old like sewer system like plumbing. Like, like an old plumbing system, so then they were like, yeah, it's going to be like over 20 grand to fix that. And they were like, all right, I guess we have to pull out. Um. So like shit like that. And I'm like, what would I have done in that situation, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like really interesting for us to watch it. But yeah, so we've been watching that show too. Aww. What was my point? I don't How know. did we get here? <laughs> that you guys found your fifth house. That that was oh, it. It was your fifth house. Yeah. 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 I was just relating that we were No, I, I told you guys when I bought this, I, this must have been my 75th, 100th. Oh, I don't yeah. even remember. That like, was the point. Saw, I saw a gajillion houses. Yeah. Somebody on the show was like, yeah, this." she's like, yeah, I've shown my client like over 100 houses. I was like, oh my God, that sounds exhausting. Yeah. And we got so lucky because like people like, or even like the realtors talking to them and they're like, all right. I think you should go this much over or I think we can go a little bit under. Like even all that stuff I'm like interested in now too. But it's like people are going over and then they're still getting like outbid. And I'm like, wow, we got lucky. Yeah. I mean, we gave a great offer, but at the same time, it's like, like what? We put in an offer on our fifth house and we got it? Like that's like unheard of, I it feel is. like. It is, but yeah. it was meant to be. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah. And it checked off what you guys wanted, you know? Like, and it, it does have a galley kitchen too, which is not my dream kitchen, but I'm feeling like, no, it's she's unique. Like, I'm gonna make it really cute. I've been looking at pictures on Pinterest. Like, if my dad can remove, I don't know if you remember, there's like kind of headers above where the lights, yeah, the like if head. we, if there's like, if it's, if he's able to like remove those and put more cabinet space all the way up to the top, that would open up the room so much. And then change, there's black granite on there, change it to white and like really open up the space and like put like a nice big long like rug in the middle. Like I can make it really cute. And it, it, and the thing is like, I don't really, one of our ideas was like to pop out the wall and add an island in the middle, but it's like, it's a galley kitchen. Like most, you know, um, kitchens that have an island, there's nothing on the other side. You know what I mean? So then it's like, if I need to get to the other side of the kitchen, I got to walk around the island you know what I mean? Like yeah. kitchens with islands. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on the other side of the island. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm going to keep that island that's near that window, match the granite countertop, and it'll feel like it's part of right. the kitchen. And it's got a nice big window. Like, I think I can make it really cute. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of exciting. It's not like the average big ass kitchen with a giant island. Mm-hmm. But I'll have my island just like a little off to the side. I like it. I might like it better. You might. Yeah. I I remember seeing the picture versus going in person, and it was because I was like, "Oh my god, that kitchen! No, you guys are gonna bump butts." And then when I went in there with you, when you were nice enough to show me, it was wow, yeah, it was so much. Yeah, better you're in like, person. oh, it's a lot wider. 
Yeah, the pictures didn't know justice, but that's a good thing, right, for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt like the pictures definitely didn't do it justice. Yeah. And I feel like going in 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 person and seeing it was like, oh, yeah, it's a galley kitchen, but it's not a galley kitchen. Right. You know, it's not that, like, usually you turn around and you can go from one to the other. This is definitely wide enough where you can open the refrigerator, open the dishwasher, and not bump. You know, like, I mean, they weren't lined up anyway, but you know what I mean. Right. There's plenty of room. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that whole other side with all that ca- counter space is just I know. So and wonderful. then there's a pantry, too. Off t- uh, off of the kitchen, there's a laundry room, and they have, which I'm going to flip-flop. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they did that. The I pantry agree. is all the way near the end of the laundry room versus, like, it should be right when you walk in, so right. it's more convenient. So you so- got to walk past the laundry yeah. soaps, the laundry yeah. machines to get to your pantry versus you yeah. should just walk in, get your pantry, Agreed. then the laundry machines, and then your laundry soap. Agree. So, it's little things that yes. you don't realize and you know like they probably didn't even realize that and yes. now it's like something so easy yeah you know? easily flippable and mm-hmm. i want to paint that room anyway so like take down the shelves and just flop them yeah yeah and that too like they have like this really like dark gray paint that's kind of just like drags the room down so once we like brighten it all oh, up in there open it right up yeah yep. i think it's gonna be really awesome you know what i love too about it i feel like there's not a lot of wall space to decorate that kind of stresses me out and in I the feel kitchen. like, yeah, yeah, I feel like it, it's very easy to like make it look nice, and like I don't have to hang a bunch of shit or like think about what I'm gonna put where. Very true. And like the empty spaces that I'm thinking about now, like even the living room is gonna be easy because it just like those two walls on the side. This wall's the TV, and then two walls on the side. I can take our stuff from the hallway, like the pictures of us, and like maybe do them in like twos on the wall, like a big square, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So I don't know. I feel like decorating is gonna be easier. And we have so much extra art. Like when we took our Christmas stuff down in the living room, we didn't hang anything back up. <laughs> so we have like a lot of extra art that we can like put in guest bedrooms or if we want to put it, you know, like right. wherever. So it's nice. I'm excited. I'm really fucking excited. Aww. But I, I have to be patient because it's going to be so long until we actually move in. But it's also going to go very quickly. Yeah, that's You know, it's yeah. going to go very quickly. Yeah. It just has such a beautiful backyard with like an in-ground pool. And I wish we could all just like go lay around it and swim. For the summer, but like we're gonna miss it. You know what I mean? Like, oh. But hopefully, miss- September, October, we can get like a little bit in. And you never know. Maybe it'll be a little quicker. You never you know. You never know. People get off, you know. Yeah, maybe they want to move. Maybe they already started paying the mortgage on their new house and they want to get out of there. That would be nice. I know, oh right? Oh my gosh, that would be so nice. I know. <clears throat> so, anyways, that's that's that on that. I'm excited. Like, really fucking excited. Yay. Yay. Um. Anyways, today we are going to answer some advice emails. Okay. And give you our professional opinions. Sounds good to me. Because it's been a while. Sounds good and to me. And we've got a lot. So let's run it through. Jerry's you, got me? a new computer. I do. And she can maximize it. Yeah. Very large. Are you reading this one? No, I want you to. Okay. Because it's a big, long one. So even even though I, I can enlarge it, I still have shitty glasses as of right now, so. Okay, I got it. Ready? Ready. Oh, my God. I forgot to update you. What? This is kind of stupid. Sorry, guys, listening. <laughs> I went to the jeweler yesterday because we, yesterday With we signed, so we had to get some of our down payment from the bank, and we were on that road, and I went there, and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, she wasn't there. It was like another woman. She was like, I'm so sorry. 
that that happened to you. Let me fix it for you. I see what happened. And she kept, she like knew my name because I handed her the old slip. I'm so sorry, Alyssa. Alyssa, I'm so sorry. I was like, this is good customer service. If I, if I didn't talk about it on the podcast, I got my ankle bracelet size, but the lady literally did not come from behind the counter to measure it. And I told, I told the woman that I'm like, yeah, she like didn't come from behind. She's like, oh my God. As if like, she probably does this a lot, right. you know? Um, but she's like, no, no, I'm so glad you came back in. I'm so sorry about that. I'm like, do I have to pay again? She's like, absolutely not. So that was good. Aww. Yeah. So I did that Yay! yesterday too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, <clears throat> this reminded me because it was a jeweler and we were like kind of looking at the rings a little bit, but they didn't have much of a selection because we, I, we want to go like try on because you never know. It's like yeah. a house. You look at the pictures, you think it's great, and then you go there and you hate it. Right. So I just want to see what style I actually like. Okay. But they didn't have a lot of options. But we almost did look. Okay. But we didn't. Anyways, this is called SOS I Think We Should Just Elope, which is why Alyssa just went on a rant. Okay. Where do I even begin? This is going to be a long one. Sorry. It's okay. My fiance and I have been together close to three years. We got engaged in December of 2021 and will be married in July of 2022. Happy My wedding goodness. month. And let me tell you, if it wasn't for my family, we would have already eloped. My fiance and I met when he was 24 and I was 25. I was living in his own apartment and I was home for the summer from university. This is important for later in the story. We dated long distance for eight months while I went back to university and he stayed where we met and continued to work. We made it work seeing each other at least once a month. When COVID hit, I moved back home as early, early as school went online and we moved in together. A year and a half later, uh, I graduated and we settled and we bought a farm slash acreage together. Now I got along fairly well. I got along fairly well with his family and particularly his mom while we were dating. There was, of course, this odd, the odd comment or action that pissed me off, but nothing too drastic that I couldn't get past. Let's fast forward to now. We got engaged in December and FaceTimed each set of parents to share our happy news. We live an hour from family and two hours from his. My family knew he was going to propose as he asked for my dad and my older brother's blessing. He didn't feel the need to tell his parents his plans and wanted to surprise them. We thought it was pretty obvious that marriage was our next logical step after buying our property. When we called, I could see it all over her face. She was not happy. She faked her way through congratulating us, but truly took the wind out of my sail. It was the most awkward FaceTime I have ever been a part of. I try not to let it bother me and just move forward. A few weeks later, we went to his family's for Christmas. Nothing was said about our engagement for two straight days. No one asked to see my ring. No one asked if we had any plans yet. Nothing. After a few days, we were sitting on the couch and I asked his mom if she'd come talk with me privately. I wanted to ask her to come wedding dress shopping with myself and my mom as I thought it would be a great way to build our relationship. In this conversation, she told me how hurt she was that we would get engaged without letting her know. That the way that we told them was terrible and how she doesn't like surprises. Me, 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 me. Right? It's all about her. Oh, I thought you were saying you. No, I thought you were like, me too. No, instead of like all about, it should be all about the the bride. It should be all about her and her mom. Her mother-in-law is like, well, I didn't like this and I don't like surprises. And you're like, boo-hoo, it's not about you. 
<laughs> I told her that she needs to talk to her son about this as I didn't know that he was planning to propose. It's not like I bought a ring and proposed to him. I told my fiance about this conversation so he was ready when she talked to him. Five months later, she hasn't bothered to say a thing. A few weeks later, my mom and I went to the city to stay at her house while we spent the weekend wedding dress shopping. The evening she thought, it was appropriate to tell me and my mom that I stole her son from her. Here we go. I explained that I don't see it that way and that she needs to think of our marriage as gaining a daughter and not losing a son. She told me, no, you took him. He never moved back to the city after you met him. Now remember, he had already moved out west a few hours from the city before we had ever met. He didn't come this way for me. He claims that if it wasn't for me... He was planning on continuing west as far as he could go. Hmm. We are getting married on our acreage and told both sets of families that they are welcome to bring their trailers to stay in or we have multiple spare beds if they wanted when the snow melts as we are going to need help cleaning up the yard and making the wedding decor, etc. Everyone happily agreed. We have a small wedding party of my brother, maid of honor, man of honor, his brother, best man, and his best friend, groomsman. There's a whole nother story of his brother dropping the ball, not doing a damn thing to help out. Maybe a story for another time. In January, I gave both sets of parents and the bridal party four important dates. The sta- stag, staget, as we're doing it, shared and at our property, engagement dinner, May long weekend work be what? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking okay. like she's like in May, like a long weekend, like to okay. work because they're doing it on the farm. Maybe that's okay. what that is, like a working bee. Okay. Know. And the wedding date. In April, we were called by his mom, bitching and whining that she hasn't felt needed and doesn't know what's happening for the wedding and all this other stuff. But then proceeded to tell us herself, his dad and his brother are all going camping on May Oh, there that must be a date or something okay. on May long. Okay, that was the weekend that she said was an important date. Okay. And would would we like to come? He reminds them that everyone is supposed to be coming to help to our place to help with the wedding stuff. She claims that she was never told and that they will not be attending. My family and our one's groom one groomsman came to help on May long. My fiance at this point tells his family how hurt he is and he doesn't want any more bitching and whining about not feeling needed as we have asked for help and it's still not received. We have had an open door policy on weekends and said, come out to our place and help. There is so much to do and nothing. No one ever comes other than my family and my fiance's best friend. Fast forward a bit more. My mom is planning the majority of the staget as there. Sorry, I don't know what that is. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. As there is no women in our bridal party. She asked my mother-in-law to help out with some things for their side of the family. She agreed, but it has been months and nothing has been done. We ended up calling my mother-in-law the other night to try to clear the air and inquire if they were planning on helping pay for anything for the wedding, as that was our understanding. She seemed overly offended when my fiancé questioned money. He explained that we need to be budgeting and we would like to know if they are helping out at all. She said that they haven't decided yet if they're helping financially or buying us a wedding gift. He next brought up the fact that she complained that she doesn't feel needed but never comes when she's invited. We do not feel supported by his family and we'd like to know what's going on. She tells us that I am so close with my family and I probably talk to my mom every day, which is true, so she doesn't feel included. 
I tell her that I wanted to include her and I wanted her to be a part of the wedding. But when she told me I stole her son from her and she does not consider me a daughter, I had to take a large step back from her. She starts denying that she ever said that to me. And then moments later, but then moments later, days when I said that I, sorry, she's denying that she never said that to me. Um, when I said that I wasn't trying to be rude, she starts hyperventilating on the phone and can barely speak and ends up having a panic attack. She was with her sister at the time and we could hear the commotion on the other end of the phone. After about 10 minutes, my fiance hung up as everything was muffled and there was no point in listening. Five hours later, we had still not heard back from anyone if she was all right or anything. My fiance texts his aunt asking if she's okay and she called us and said she's not still not doing well. She basically said, now I am not doing well and I'm truly questioning where to go from here. If it wasn't for our wedding in a month and a half, I would be taking a large break from my fiance's family. I would cut contact for a while and just live my life. However, with the stag coming up and then the wedding coming up, what do I do? I know mental health has, my mental health has plummeted because of all of this and I don't know where to go from here. I'm really, really feeling like I just want to elope, but I can't do that to my family or to my dream of walking down the aisle with my dad and having my brother stand next to me. I'm at a loss. I'm not even excited for my wedding anymore. Now, please remember, these are just the larger instances. I could write and write and write about all the nasty comments sent my way, which, of course, are never made in front of my fiance. Please help. What do I do? Wow. Okay. I just Googled some things only so we could know. So May Long is Victoria Day in Canada, and it's like a Canadian it's okay. it's like our Memorial Day. It's around the same time as oh, our Memorial Day. Okay. It's like a three-day weekend. So it was like, hey, guys, for May Long, come help out. Okay, that makes sense. And then a stag is a bachelorette party. So that's oh. a stag. A stag party is like our bachelorette party. Guys, just what would we word. do without Jerry? No, because it kept coming up. And I'm like, I, know. I hate when I don't know things. You I know. know me. I always got to Google everything. Yeah, <laughs> so. and then it's, I sound like I'm speaking in another language. So I really do I don't feel better that we know that now. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ooh, okay, well, first of all, you guys are so cute, and your dog is fucking adorable look at that widow face <laughs> oh my Gosh, goodness so cute um i it it kills me that she's no longer excited, excited for, for her, her wedding. wedding it sucks because i was like out of her control like you can't control like what somebody's gonna say to you and naturally it's gonna affect your emotions and like to my understanding, it sounds like you tried. You invited her to go to the wedding dress shopping. You told them the weekends, like, house is Come open. Come hang out. Bring your own trailer. Open door policy. You've tried and tried and tried again and again. And then you hung out. Wait, you ended up hanging out with her and your mom for something, some event. And she felt like that was for, for the wedding. And she felt like that was the right time to say, you stole my son from me. No, you're just gaining a daughter-in-law. No, no. You stole my son. And it's like he Uh, moved anyway, and she's blaming it on you. It's like he would have moved far away. Yeah, I... Without you. As a mom of a son, I've always said this, like, 
it, it's hard to let them grow, but I look at it as like I'm gaining Alyssa. I'm not losing a son. However, however, let me do say this. Like she was saying how like the mom was disappointed because she didn't know the proposal was happening, right? And rightfully so, she said, well, I didn't know it was happening either. He surprised right, me It's not my fault me. that he didn't tell you, yeah. And he went to her parents to ask for her hand in marriage, right? Yeah. I think he should have said, hey, mom, dad, I just want to let you know I'm proposing to her. Um, just giving you a heads up. I think that's a respect thing. I think it's like a uh, respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a respect thing. I think mm-hmm. I think there's no harm in just saying it. Like, what's the big deal? Personally, you know? I would do it like because she sounds like she's cuckoo. I would do it like the day of or like a few hours before because she sounds like she would like blurt it out to somebody. And then it would have ruined your day. I mean, it's already all said and done, but somebody like that, like, you got to be careful. You know, like, maybe that's why he didn't say anything, because he didn't want her to ruin anything. Yeah. You know? I was thinking, well, yes. Like, the morning of, like, tonight I'm going to propose, I want to let you guys know, you know? Yeah. Like, that's fine. Yeah, give her a little bit of a heads up. But that's the son's responsibility. The son's responsibility. Yeah, like, why are you mad at her? Right. So she was wrong for getting pissed off at you or bringing it up on the weekend that you guys were going to go wedding shopping. But she obviously has an issue with the son, because maybe the son isn't keeping her up to date or filling her in or making her feel part of it. And even though you are, maybe she feels like the son should also be. And maybe he's not. Because maybe there's a history and he just doesn't want to be bothered with it. But that mom might be bitter because the lack of her son's communication with her. You know? So then, so then in the turn, poor she's wife blaming is, you. Yeah, the poor wife is. Because the wife is getting all of his attention. The wife is getting the attention of her family, but not the mother-in-law. Uh, yeah, not the mother-in-law. Yeah, it just sucks because it's not her fault and she's trying. I know. You've tried. I... You know, like she you, she invited her to go wedding dress shopping. And they made plans on a weekend that she specifically told them is an important weekend for their wedding. And then, and then she's going to invite them. <laughs> you want to come? Yeah. What? And then complains that she's not included. Yeah. Like no, to me, that's shitty. just so silly behavior. Yeah, that's definitely a shitty behavior. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, I, 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 I don't have advice because I don't know what to say. I just think it's really shitty that you're getting married. You're marrying somebody who you love. You're, you're not even excited anymore. And that's I think, sad. I think that's really, really sad. And for her to be so selfish and put you in a position where you're not even excited about your wedding anymore just sucks. It just, yeah. it's so selfish of her. It's sad because, like, it doesn't sound like you guys even have any history. And, like, you've tried. And, like, you seem like you're in a great, healthy relationship. Like, if a mother-in-law hates a daughter-in-law because she's, like, shitty and, like, bringing out a bad side of her son, like, that makes sense. Or if, like, they don't have, like, you know, if they, like, disagree on a lot of things or they've, you know, gotten into tiffs, whatever. Like, that makes sense why the mother-in-law doesn't like them. But it seems like you guys are in a very healthy relationship. It seems like you're trying. It seems like... You know, your husband is very happy with you. So it just it seems very bitter to me that she's blaming you for things that, like you said, maybe she has like some ifs with her son that she, you know, it, it's not you specifically. It would be any woman that he ended up with. Right. And that's, that's sad. What I think. That's what I think, because you've not, you haven't given her any reason no. to act like this. So yeah. I'm thinking it's more something with her son. Yeah. And maybe she don't know how to confront him. So she's taking it out on you. Because just, uh... just that whole opening thing about she was pissed off that the 
proposal, she wasn't told about it. And it's like, I, as Zane's mom, would hope that he would also let me, well, I don't know, because I know you guys want to do it very private, but I, but I would like to be. My, my thing is, I don't care if all of our family knows. You I don't, don't want to know. know. Right. And I can read you and my mom's face and everybody <laughs> like a fucking book. And if I have one inkling that it's going to happen that day, I will be so upset. <laughs> That's my thing. I don't give a shit who knows. I just don't want to know. So I'm like, can you tell them like the morning of? <laughs> so like I don't see them all day. Right. You know? Right. Like not, don't tell no, them like I, weeks before because right, I'll be able that. to tell it's coming up. But that's because you and I and you and your mom have so close, close relationships, right? Yeah. So it's like, I understand. That's yeah. why I was like kind of biting my words as they were coming out yeah. my mouth. No, because, it's not about you guys knowing. Of but, course I want you to know. But, I just don't want to know. But if if your mom and dad knew everything and I was always in the dark, that's I mean. would grow resentment. Yeah, that's very and mean. I don't know if I'd be resentful. Like, I know my resentment should be geared towards Zane, but I don't know if I'd be able to just be like, put on that happy face and pretend like everything is great, you know? Like, I wouldn't blame you, but I'm saying, like, I don't know how easy it would to pretend that everything is just great and happy, mm. you know? So I'm not, de- I'm definitely not siding with this mother. I'm just saying, if she has an, it sounds to me that she has an issue with the son and you're like just taking something the brunt underlying. Of it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, like built because up tension. She said she, he had already moved away before she, he even met her. Yes, yeah, so it's but not yet even the mother's a valid blaming. excuse. Right. So I think the mother is just, I think the mother is mad at her son for leaving moving far away and then not talking to her about the engagement i think it's just she has all issues with her son's lack of communication and maybe her son can't stand her we don't know yeah (laughs) but i just feel like i think that all of this is because of the relationship that she has with her son i really think that you have nothing to do with it and like liz said i think it if he if she if he married any woman, I think right. it would be the same situation because yeah. it's him that she has an issue with. Yeah. And I, I just think it's like, at the end of the day, like you're an adult, like you don't go to your son's fiance and say, you stole my son away from me. Like, it's just like such inappropriate, like way to approach something and way to say something. And like, you on know, the, on the weekend that you go on wedding dress yeah, shopping. It's just like very immature of her. Yeah. It's not a nice thing to say at all. And I can't believe like, I can't even imagine those words coming out of my mouth. Like if I had a son and I, you know, I felt like they're, which doesn't even seem like you're bad for him. It seems like you're making him very happy. So this just like doesn't make sense. But if I felt like my son had a partner that was, you know, like not good for him or bring him down or, you know, maybe a bad influence on him or anything of the sorts, like I would have a conversation with my son about right. it. And I would never go to her and be like, you're stealing my son away. Like, I would sit him down and, like, you know, talk to him about it. Right. And that appears, that's why I'm saying I think the problem is her relationship with her son. She's just handling it in a really, really, yeah. really wrong way. She has a problem with confrontation with her own son. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't want to talk to him, you know. But and it's, it's, like it's so sad. I mean, like, my gosh, you're a wedding and you're not excited. Like, that's so sad. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean... Hopefully this wedding goes off beautifully and you actually get to enjoy it. Yeah. The thing is, too, like, you're being very nice and, like, telling everybody to come over on weekends and help. Like, you don't even have to do that. She can just attend the wedding. You know what I mean? Like, you and your husband could just plan your wedding. You don't have to have everybody involved and helping. 
Like you're the one that's like wanting everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And like she shouldn't feel like, oh, I have to be involved in the wedding. And it's like, yeah, you can just attend. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to help me pick out my flowers and my invitations and our cake. Like that's what me and my mm-hmm. husband want to do. Like you don't have to help me with every step of the way. You know, so it's like she's assuming that she should be part of every little step. And it's like, it's a lot. But she's That's opening like the lot. door for her to be there. Exactly. Like you're being very nice. Yeah. You're being and very nice. I don't know. I don't know if the wedding happened already. I don't know if it's about to happen. I, at some point, would have a conversation with my son. If I was you. you not, not you. Sorry. Your mother-in-law needs to have a conversation with your son. Maybe you need to have a conversation with your mother-in-law saying, is it something I did or is it something between you and your son? Because you made me not even want to enjoy my wedding. And so sucky. yeah, I don't know. I hope that you are able to enjoy your wedding. I need it's so hard not to allow this everything that she's done to ruin your big day. But your big day is going to come once, you know, and I think somehow take it all out, write it all down, shove it in the box get it off your mind out of your body that thought the ugliness the that feeling put it away somehow just so you can enjoy your day and then later on if you need to address it address it i would because that's a shitty way to live you know like if if she's making her feel so so shitty about her wedding i can't imagine just day-to-day life you know day-to-day life like she said there's always side comments there's always things there's like a million little things like what 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 did I do yeah. that I deserve this from you? You know, yeah. and if you have an issue with your son, then go deal with your son. You know, because about, it's not my fault. What about the fact that she hyperventilated and had a panic attack on the phone when she tried to talk to her about something? Like drama. Uh, yeah, like Somebody I'm sorry if that drama. actually happened to her, but it sounds like she's wanted Attention to seeking. flip it and play the victim. Oh, absolutely, and gaslight you. Attention seeking. Oh my god, it's not about me. <gasps> oh my god, my heart. <laughs> It's not about me. That's why I was All like, right. me, 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 me. Yeah. She's always, she's trying to make it about her. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of shitty. Oh, I'm sorry. Let us know what happens because it's July. Update us. You sent us this email very close to your wedding date. That was very risky of you. Risque. Risque. We got it. Hopefully we got it. Hope so. <laughs> sorry. Oh, another one. Marriage advice may be urgent. Hi, ladies. I'm not totally sure if you will get this in time before in time before things really explode in my relationship, but I need some advice nonetheless. Oh I'm so sorry about the length of this email, but I feel like typing this to you will allow me to fully open up about everything that's happened. Maybe just hearing you read it out loud will slap my ass into gear. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes it's all we need, right? Um, so I can do something. My husband and I met when I was 14 and he was 16. We met on Xbox in a Call of Duty lobby. We started talking and eventually Skyping. And at some point, my parents drove me to meet him 1,400 miles away. Oh, my God. That's some dedicated parents right there. Our relationship at the beginning was what felt like any normal relationship at that age was supposed to be. Or so I thought so back then. I remember being so afraid to lose him and that I would have done anything in my power to keep him happy, even though in the back of my mind, I knew he had some sort of anger problem. I recently found a screenshot of text that I took when I was 15. In it, he told me that he would never break up with me. And if something happened, he would make me feel like shit about it constantly and never leave me. 
This is foreshadowing for later and the red flag I wish I would have seen seven years ago when he sent this message. Years pass. I'm 16. He's 18. He moves here to be with me. His apartment didn't work out, so he lived in my parents and I. He lived with my parents and I and just never left. I was a sophomore in high school and my boyfriend was living with me. Although he wasn't allowed by the school to attend prom and dances, he never asked me so he didn't go. He was allowed. Oh, he was allowed. Sorry. Yeah. He was allowed by the school to attend prom and dances. He never asked me, so he didn't go. Aww. Aww. That bummed me out because, of course, I wanted a fairy tale high school romance, but I never got it. I was 16, just learned to accept that my life is that I go to school, work when I could, and come home and spend time with him. I didn't get to experience high school at all outside of my, my relationship. I wasn't allowed to spend the night at friends' houses because he didn't like it. Oh. Couldn't go to football games or dances. I would just ask him to do cute things with me and go out, but he never did. I was pushed down. I was pushed down those wants in my relationship back then. Fast forward a few years, and we're moving into our own apartment. I was 19. He's 21 at this point. Two months after we, we, we move in, he proposes. Of course, I say yes. We've been together for almost six years. We got married in May of 2020, six days after my 20th birthday, and we bought a home nine days later. Wow. When we got engaged and married, I looked past all the control problems and thought he just loved me so much. Until I started asking to my... And so I started talking to my best friend about how I never received a birthday gift, a Christmas gift, an anniversary gift from him. We've never been on a date that I didn't plan. God, I'm so sorry. I know, I'm looking at the pictures and you guys look cute. Like, you look happy and it's really sad. She started telling me how not normal that was and I started to rethink everything. I talked to him about how I wanted more effort from him and he says... He's just not the romantic and doesn't know how to think of romantic things to do because he never grew up around it and his head doesn't think like that. He then asked me to make a list of things that I would like him to do. I made a list, a list of things that I would like in our relationship. Examples like cooking together, movie nights, building forts and sleeping in them, backyard camping, cuddles, random flowers, if he was ever thinking of me. I gave him so many months to try and of course he never did. He then started saying I was fat and that my weight has become an increasing problem for him in our relationship. That made me not want to have sex, and I started shower- showering in another bathroom so he wouldn't see my body. Now this is where things start to happen. I'm 22, and two months after our one-year year wedding anniversary in 2021, I'm fed up with not feeling love or wanted, and he knows that. We've had tons of conversations about this for seven years, and nothing has changed. A guy I went to school with, and was good friends with, just DM'd, oh, just DM'd me on Instagram. We started talking, and I'm just helping him through his emotionally abusive relationship with his ex right after they had broken up, and I start opening up about my relationship. No surprise, he is shocked about how awful my relationship is, and I feel like we almost got trauma bonded in some way. You guys did, of course. Um, we both are dealing with two emotionally and verbally abusive people. I catch feelings for him. I, of course tell my husband about my feelings and he goes crazy rightfully so as i just told him i had feelings for another man he moves out of our home and goes to live with his mom for six months in this time i developed a lot more feelings for this man but i still decided to that i that i was going to give my marriage one more try 
I drove 14 hours to his mom's house to pick him up and move him back home. I got out of the car, and he is sobbing. And I, strangely, had no emotions. I wasn't sad, happy, excited, nothing. I almost felt numb. This is weird because I cry at everything. I brought him home, and he promised me he'd try. It's been six months and nothing. I've been hanging out with my friends more because I just don't want to be home. I don't want to be around him. He's still calling me fat and saying I ruined the relationship for another man. Valentine's Day came and went, and he did nothing for me. My birthday's passed, and we're still fighting. He didn't even say happy birthday. Our anniversary passed, and nothing. He told me he didn't love me and love me the same, and my weight was still an issue that if I wouldn't fix it, why would he try and fix his side of the issues? I finally told him last week that I officially wanted to begin the process of getting divorced because we both deserve happiness and obviously were unable to do that while in a relationship together. He said I was being a bitch and I built walls that he couldn't tear down to begin trying and making effort for our relationship. He said he won't try because I'm not trying and I told him it's because I don't have it in me anymore to try. I tried single-handedly for eight years to do everything for him and our relationship that I could, and it got me nothing. While we're having this conversation, it comes out that he had sexually talked with four girls during our relationship, two while we were 15 and 17, and one of these girls says he just hugged. One of them was while he was living back with his mom recently, and the other was right when he came back. I can't forgive him for this. Him calling me fat and going behind and going to find the cutest, skinniest girls he can sex is something I can't come back from. I already have zero self-esteem and confidence, but that made it even worse. He said he was sexing the most recent girl because he didn't want to have sex with me, but I wouldn't let him talk about it with me or have sex with me. So he felt he had to tell someone his wants. I have admitted my faults. I fell for another man while I was married. I understand that as well. But I just think there are too many irreversible things done by both of us in our marriage. This morning he told me he hated me. And I came downstairs to all of our pictures and memories smashed and laid in a pile on the counter. To which he texted me and said, make sure you throw that shit on the counter away. Uh, he told me it was my fault that relationship was not going to work. And my fault that he got so mad and broke the stuff. I told him I hated that he did that because even if we were getting divorced, those are memories, still things that were part of my life. Sure, they didn't need to be on the walls anymore, but I definitely definitely didn't want them smashed into pieces. He texted me and told me that we could still work things out after all of that. The advice I need. I understand now that I am in a relationship with a manipulative narcissist, but I seem, I still can't seem to get myself to print divorce papers and start the process. He's all I've known in my life, and until he moved out recently, I have no idea who I am as a person. I only knew myself as his girlfriend and wife, never as me or an individual. He's my best friend and the only relationship I've had, but he guilt trips me every time I feel close closer to be ready to get the papers. Guilt trip meaning he makes me feel so so bad for him, makes me feel so bad for making him sad and depressed and for wanting to leave him. He tell me he's going to kill himself, etc. I run back and try to convince myself to stay so he stops feeling like that. But here's the kicker. This man I went to high school with has been the most supportive person I've ever met. 
when my husband was moved out before my family went to town for Thanksgiving, and this man invited me to his parents' house for Thanksgiving. I fell in love with his family, and unfortunately, I fell in love with this man. I don't want to say that I'm leaving my relationship for this man, because I'm not. But I do want to give myself the opportunity to feel the relationship out and see where it can go. I feel like he's my fresh air at happiness and at a healthy communicative relationship. (laughs) He makes me feel like the princess, and he cares for me harder than anyone I've ever met. He's not the talk. He's shown me much how much he cares. And that's something I can't even tell you how much I appreciate. I'm not justifying going outside my marriage at all. I know I was wrong and that, and I can admit that. How do I get the courage to just start the divorce papers? I know it's going to be messy. Uh, when I first started talking about it, my husband drained our bank accounts and texted me and said, thanks for sending me my money. So when it got brought to the court, it looks like I gave him the money, not that he took it. The money he took was $5,000 for our bills for the month. He put it back, but not after I had my dad intervene. I just scrolled up on my phone and saw the link to this email, so I'll stop here. But I have more information if anything is needed. I'm just ready to be happy. I understand I can no longer be happy in my marriage, and I need to leave, but I just don't have the courage to begin the process. Divorce makes me feel like I'm at the bottom of Mount Everest looking up, but my feet are nailed to the ground and I can't move. Thanks for listening to me and reading this. Attaches a picture of my favorite man in the world, my dog. (laughs) I'll also attach, attach pictures of my husband and I, and the other picture is the man from high school. You look so much happier in that photo. Like you're actually like genuinely smiling. Mm hmm. Okay, I'm going to tell you. As somebody that's been through divorce. Who's been there, done that, with a narcissist. Ah, this hit me. Um, Okay, well, you know, it's time to do you. And that's all I can really say. That's going to be the sum of everything is for all of these years, You've done everything to appease him. You've done everything to make him happy. You've done everything. You've sacrificed yourself. You've sacrificed your own needs and wants. You've gone without a birthday gift, anniversary gift, Valentine's gifts for all these years. You didn't go to your prom. You didn't do any high school activities. You've lived your life around him and gotten zero in return. Actually, what you've gotten in return is lower self-esteem, lower self-worth, treated like shit, treated like... Like you're not worthy. And as somebody who all these years later is still suffering, I'm going to tell you, you need to get out of it. Work on yourself. I'm going to also give you a piece of advice. Please don't jump right into this relationship. I was going to say the same thing. <sighs> don't. I mean, casually date once here and there. Slow. But Go slow. You have to. Like you said, you don't even know who you are. And sure, it's nice. It's nice to to have somebody who shows you that they care. If he truly cares, he will wait. He will want you to seek help for yourself, want you to go to therapy, to heal, to learn who you are. He would want that for you. Um, it's so important. I did that with Dave. Dave uh-huh. and I broke up and... Hopped right into the next Hopped one. Hopped right into the next one. And I'm not, listen, I have zero regret because I have my three beautiful kids. But you needed to figure yourself out. I went from being 
everything for Dave to being everything for Sid. Yeah, it was and too quick. Jerry didn't know who the hell she was. Mm-hmm. Jerry, I went from never. I always t- I tell this to Aaliyah because, and I told it to you in the very beginning of your unseen relationship, if you remember. Um, I went from like when I was with Dave. Now I truly love cars. I've always been a grease monkey. And it's funny because my dad was a mechanic. But, like, even with my brother, we were always working on cars. I always liked racing cars. I was into cars. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Dave did, we had that mutual interest. But the music he listened to, I started listening to. The things he did, I started Mm -hmm. doing. His friends became my friends. And it was like that's my life revolved around Dave. Then when I got with Sid, who was a professional tennis player, all of a sudden, now I love tennis. I would go to every tennis yeah. match. I would watch him. I would do this for him. I, would, I learned how to string rackets. I bought a pro shop. I did. Everything was about him. And it was never and about you. It was never about, about me. And then at the end of both of these, what did I get? You know, like you deeper know hurt for myself. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know who I am. So I'm pleading with you. Like, please, sure, it's nice to get that. Take it slow and learn who you are first. Learn what's important to you, what you're going to tolerate, not tolerate. Learn what you want, what you don't want, and really, really focus on you for a while. Can it I take that time to too, heal. With this new guy, like, yeah, you knew him in high school, but you also don't know him, know him yet. And because you are in such an awful relationship, I don't want you to just take the bare minimum and think that that's the best you can that, get. That's great, right? Because a man treating you right is bare minimum. <laughs> and being kind to you and getting you a present on Valentine's Day, that's bare minimum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, really get to know this guy before you see just, like, the basic things that uh, somebody should be doing for you in a relationship and think it's the best thing in the world. Exactly. Because... You are in such a terrible, awful relationship and you deserve so much fucking better. Like Jerry said, do not hop into this man. Take it very, hey, very, hop, very, hop very, very slow. <laughs> hop on him casually <laughs> and get to know who you are. But go sleep at your friends' houses. You go to the movies with your friends. Yeah. You go bowling with your friends. You do you separately than him. Don't just give yourself openly to this guy. Like, are you scared to print your divorce papers? Were you excited? I feel like she should flip that mindset of like, oh my God, I'm getting out of this. Please print them. I was. Yeah. And I was because I had three kids. I was scared. I had that mentality of, oh my God, a fucking single mother. You feel like a failure. Exactly. But you're not. But you have to, like Liz just said, flip that mindset. Make it like... I'm. You know what? Let this be the first thing that you do for you. Mm-hmm. Fuck him and his narcissistic. I'm gonna kill myself. Guilt tripping. Like yeah. guilt tripping, gaslighting. Let this divorce, submitting those divorce papers, be the very first thing that you do for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like let that be it. Let that be the start of the new you. Mm-hmm. You know. And I hope maybe you hearing us read this email back. She I said hope that you heard need, right? Yeah, I hope you heard all of the things that you said that he's done to you and how he's treated you. And I hope you're sitting there like, Damn. holy shit, can I print these papers like right now? Yeah. Like, I hope that's how you feel right now. And just like you were saying, Liz, about this guy doing the bare minimum. It's like when you're at rock bottom and you have that shitty of a relationship, it does seem like, oh, my God, this guy is gold. Yeah. Like I literally oh my God, he remember. Held my hand. I called Sid my knight in shining armor. Mm-hmm. I literally. And it was bare minimum you shit. You didn't know him. It was bare minimum. Yeah. And it was like I was 
in such a shitty relationship that when he was doing these nice things for me, it was like, oh my God. I mean, we dated, I got married within five months. And it was like, I didn't even know him. Yep. You know, I thought I did. Yep. And he didn't even know me. I mean, it goes both ways, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's like, I needed to learn who I was. So take that advice for me. Learn from my mistakes. Not mistake because I have my three beautiful children. But just take the time and learn you. You also are trauma bonding with him. Absolutely. Which can be not a great start to To a a relationship. relationship. You need to learn this man. Learn what friends he hangs out with, how often he hangs out with them, what are his morals, what are his values, what are his goals, like where does he want to be in life, like what does he think about certain topics that are like, you know, certain deal breakers for you, like you need to get to know this person. Right. Just because you went to high school together doesn't mean you know each other because it's a whole nother life right now. Right. Um, see like, you know, like date for a while, very slowly and see like, does he tell you, tell you happy birthday? Is he going to do something nice for you? Is he going to say, hey, let's go out to dinner tonight. I'll come pick you up. Like little things that you want out of a relationship. Don't settle. Yeah. And those little things are great and wonderful. And they're going to make you feel like a, th- a million bucks. But also like uh, Alyssa just said, <laughs> uh, like Alyssa just said, those core values, those, those, those things are so important. It's like, yeah, all the flowers, the going out to dinners, the massages, the little running a bath for you. All those things could be great and wonderful. But deep down, those important things. Oh, my God. Me and Zane say See? it like every day. We always look at each other and we're like, thank God we have the same values and morals and mindset. And listen, like, Ever and I need it. <laughs> Ever and I have the same morals, like all, all that shit. But oh, the shit I'm like, oh my God. And it's like, but I wouldn't have that with anybody else. Like Ever and I could bicker over the stupidest things, like little things that he does. It, it's okay because I know deep down who he is and what he wants mm-hmm. out of life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like that's an important thing. It's like you can't just go off of all the the fluffy, pretty things. You yep. got to go for the deep down. Exactly. You really got to know him. It you doesn't know? matter, yeah. Don't sell him for the bare minimum. Any exactly. guy can bring you flowers. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, not your ex-husband. Screw him. You're going to be so much happier and so much better without him. Just think about the fact, like you said, you you weren't even emotional. You didn't feel happy. You didn't feel sad. You didn't cry. Like You're dead inside with him. You're yeah. dead inside. Ciao, Sainar. You're going to be so much happier without him. You, you said it. Let's look at that picture. Like you look happier in the picture with the guy from the high school than you do mm-hmm. in your wedding picture. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it... Sad to say, but mm-hmm. let let this divorce paper be the first thing that you do for you. Yeah, you your dog. You'll be good. Yeah. You got your dog. Get a nice little apartment. Hang out with your girlfriends. Enjoy your life. Take it slow. Yeah. Heal. You need to heal. That's, That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Because you think your whole life you thought you were supposed to live a certain way, and now you're getting older and you're like, shit. This is not right. Yeah, like this is not okay. Like I'm not supposed to be acting this way, not able to see friends and not able to do certain things and feeling like on edge and not even wanting to like hang out with my partner. I don't have sex. I shower in a different room. Like you need to rewire your brain. And those are all things that as you're dropping the divorce papers in the mail, you should be saying, this is so I can shower in the bathroom I want to shower. This is so I can sleep at my girlfriend's house. This is so I can go do what I want to do with my girlfriend's. This is the reason why I'm doing this. And a man who won't body shame me. Ugh. 
You deserve so much better. And I hope that you realize that after we read this email. I think you know what to do. I think you just need to do it. Absolutely. Print it out and do it today, please. For me and Jerry. If it's not already done. If it's not already done. If it's not already done, please do it. Do it. You've got this. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. Divorce, marriages, all the stuff. Hopefully that was informative to some of you or maybe you got something you want to say. If you want to send it in, please send it in. Agamilpodcast at gmail.com. A-G-A-H-M-I-L podcast at gmail.com. You can also just head over to our Instagram page. It's just A-G-A-H-M-I-L, Agamil. And you can hit the little email button and just email us from there as well. So you don't remember anything I just said. If you would like to support our podcast, you can get our episodes early and you don't have to listen to advertisements. There's a link down below. It's $3 a month and it helps support us. We appreciate it. And if you could rate us five stars on Spotify, that would mean the absolute world to us. It literally takes less than a second. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your week. And we'll talk to you all on Thursday. Okay, love you. Bye.